Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're very uh, happy to welcome back Peter King for a weekly conversation a day late since we all got started a day late. And because we were a day late, we had Monday night off. A lot of people were watching Monday night football, and Peter obviously... The story begins there because that was a, uh, a through-the-looking-glass moment for a lot of people. It was obviously the scariest situation I think we've ever seen on an NFL field play out. I think that the NFL absolutely wanted that game to continue, and both teams decided we're not playing anymore tonight. As you were watching what was happening with DeMar Hamlin unfold in front of your eyes in real time, what thoughts went through your mind, and has they changed it all? a few days removed from it actually happening? Well, the first thought that went through my mind is that, um, you know, I, you knew it was extremely urgent because you saw <laughs> the movements uh, of the medical, uh, uh, the medical authorities there, the EMTs, the, the team doctors, and you saw not only the the urgent movements of them, but you saw the looks on everybody's faces, and um, it was bad. It was clearly bad. So, I mean, that is something that has not happened on an NFL field in a quarter century. You know, there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of days about how the NFL is so dangerous and blah, blah, blah. And, I, and again, I'm not by saying blah, 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 I don't mean to demean that or diminish it because the NFL is incredibly dangerous. But this is not uh, a in any way a typical event that happens in an NFL game. It hasn't happened in 25 years. So I, I, I'm not sure that the time for that discussion is now about the dangers of football. It's just another dangerous piece of the football puzzle. But on, on Tuesday morning, uh, very early, I had a conversation with Mike Ryan, who's the a former NFL head athletic trainer. And Mike Ryan is a, uh, is a, is now NBC's, uh, medical expert. And he's in the booth or he's, you know, he's at the game site every week. So, and I know Mike. And so I called him and I said, what hits you? And, and he said, I think that was a perfect example of why the NFL has spent so much time, energy, resources over the last few years in making everybody at NFL games, uh, you know, players and coaches, team officials, feel pretty safe about things because they 
They've got 29. It turns out that it's 30. They've added one more. But he said they've got 29 medical people at at every NFL game. That includes an emergency intubation specialist. So it, it's it, it, as well as having three EMTs to to do the kind of work on uh, and and look team physicians. Every those guys all are experts in uh, you know in CPR. So that really came in handy. And then to have a level one trauma center uh, within two miles of the facility uh, for Demar Hamlin is unfortunate as Monday night was. And clearly, it was borderline tragic, uh, as it turns out now. And if things are starting to look positive, but we'll see. Um, you know, it could have been could have been a lot worse. Um, this is a, a sort of inside the inside the medical question. But who decides in a situation like that? What care is given when? Is it the EMTs in a situation like that? Is it the home team physician? Is it the individual team physician? Who takes charge in a situation that potentially chaotic? I'm told that the Bills uh, head athletic trainer and uh, chief team physician on site on the sidelines were the ones sort of spearheading uh, the situation, but Ray, I don't, I don't, I don't know everything about how that happened. I do, I do know that one of the things that um, that was told to me. In fact, I had Mike Ryan on my podcast um, uh, that uh, you know we recorded it last night, and Mike Ryan, you know, he knows several of those people who were involved in it, and he he said he could just tell. When they came out and they saw the situation, even though the cameras weren't focused on it for a long time, he could tell the urgency because of, you know, the the sort of first look at DeMar Hamlin that it was an urgent situation. But it would have been directed by the Bills medical officials. Were you in any way surprised at the time it took to reach the decision to postpone the game? And do you know whether or not, indeed, the NFL wanted to continue it? Um, I was a little bit surprised that this happened. I believe at eight fifty-five Eastern time, and they postponed the game at ten oh one. Here's all I know about that, <clears throat> and obviously, in retrospect, everybody is going to do everything humanly possible to make sure that nobody gets thrown under the bus on this. But I believe that it's fairly boilerplate that when you have an extended uh, pause in a game, if you have an interruption of a game for 10 or 15 minutes because of an injury on the field that they're taking every precaution with, that, that the boilerplate thing is to say, guys left five or ten minutes or whatever it is. I, I, you know, I I don't think that there is any specific rule about this um, to be, uh, to get ready uh, to play again. Um, and in this particular case, uh, I don't know how, especially with the fact that 
when players are out there watching their teammate, a beloved teammate, a guy even though he's only in his second year, he was clearly one of the most admired and well-liked guys on this team. Uh, you know, look, let's not let's not kid around. When you see somebody getting CPR done on them, their heart is stopped. You know, and I'm I'm not saying it. I mean, you don't have to be a medical expert to know that. And so, clearly, those guys had to know whether it was done with a defibrillator or whether it was done manually. And I don't know which way it was done that the players were going to be uh, just absolutely devastated uh, at the prospect of knowing that uh, DeMar Hamlin's heart had stopped. And obviously, when someone's heart is stopped, there, it's you're in a life and death situation. So, I, I just watching the game, and I did nothing on Monday other than to watch the game. I didn't make forty three phone calls. I was just watching the game, and I in five minutes after this was happening, as soon as I heard CPR and defibrillator, I just said, this, "They can't, they can't play this game again." Now, you know, I'm reminded in. You know, when you when we when we look at the fact that approximately six, 66 minutes passed between the time of the incident and the time that the NFL said uh, this game is being is being called is being suspended, whatever word was used. I'm just reminded of two years ago when, you know, on many Mondays and Tuesdays in the 2020 season, when it appeared as though some team might not be able to play because of COVID uh, and they might have X number of players away, I I kept being told by the league in those days they're not going to make a a decision until they absolutely have to. And so that's what I was reminded of the other night. And again, look, um, I don't, the fact is, I don't know. And I can't sit here and say that Absolutely, they wanted the game to continue because I think what would have happened is at some point you saw the shots underneath the, the stands with Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott passing the cell phone uh, with the NFL representative, Donna Ponte, who's on site for Monday night games. You saw that, in essence, they were talking to someone, whether it be Troy Vincent, Roger Goodell, who knows. But I'm sure they were just telling them we can't we can't play football. We're not playing football. And it was pretty soon after that that they said they're not playing football. Um, let me look ahead and ask you to speculate, but a relatively self uh, safe speculation. What are the chances a that they will try to resume this game, even if it isn't this week, and even if it means pushing the playoffs back a week as opposed to simply saying, okay, this is, this is basically no game and we'll try to pick up the schedule again Sunday. Well, it's a very interesting question, Ray. Um, Mike Florio reported today that uh, he was told by someone who would know, I, I forget how he attributed it, that what the NFL is considering, and, and listen, this has to be underlined. You know, the NFL is considering one option is that the NFC wild card weekend will be played 
next weekend. And Buffalo and Cincinnati will play next weekend. The weekend after that, the AFC wildcard weekend will be played. And the NFC will have its bye week, you know, its its weekend off. And then the following week, they'll basically push everything back <clears throat> one week. Um, now, this is just my gut feeling after hearing that and after having a good idea of where that is coming from. Uh, and, and I again, I have no idea if this is what they'll uh you know they'll whether this will this will be the the thing or not i think one of the problems in terms of i guess you'd call it competitive fairness is if this game is not played and uh the bengal's and bills simply play 16 games while everybody else plays 17 you will be stuck with the following scenario the bills Will if the Bills and the and Kansas City each win this weekend, then the Bills will finish the season thirteen and three. Kansas City will finish the season fourteen and three. And so, if you go by winning percentage, Kansas City then would win home field in the AFC and have home field through the playoffs. And not only that, but would avoid the Cincinnati Bengals, an incredibly dangerous team right now in the first round of the playoffs, you know, in the divisional round. So it could be, could be that the NFL is going to say, look, it's, it's not, I, we, we have to be respectful to the entire situation, to DeMar Hamlin, everything like that. However, uh, and, and, and look, whatever I, I've said this for two days now, whatever the NFL decides, I'm not going to say what a dumb decision this is an extraordinary case, a case that no commissioner uh, really in this exact scenario has ever had to deal with. But I think especially because Buffalo beat Kansas City in Kansas City this year and would finish a half game behind Kansas City having played one fewer game. Now, we could all speculate about, well, you know, you can't guarantee, you can't lock in a win over Cincinnati on Monday, and of course you can't. But that part of it, if I were Roger Goodell and I were the NFL right now, I would be thinking, you know, after a while, we've got to try to be as fair with this as we can, and so maybe we ought to really try to play that final game, uh, you know, the Cincinnati uh, Buffalo game, but again, I don't know what they're going to do, and I'll be it. You guys check what I write on Monday or whenever it is. Whenever this decision comes out, I'm not going to rip anybody because if you say that the only thing that matters is the health of Demar Hamlin, I'm not going to quibble who's got a home game against whoever uh, in the playoffs this year. What about flipping a coin? Outcome of the game? I, Go, we we flip I a coin. I, I I think flipping a coin. I'm not, I, I'd really like to hear pros and cons of it, but I said that right away. <clears throat> that way, Buffalo won't have to play the extra game. The entire playoff situation does not get thrown on its head. Um, you, you know, and, 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 the, and, and everything has to get rescheduled. 
I happen to like that. <laughs> you know, uh, and I don't think it's a bad idea at all. There's so, less tax like, on uh, there's less tax on the bodies. There's less travel yeah. on the bodies, less mileage. And I I think it makes sense. In and in like you're saying, Peter, a, 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 there is no right answer. It's right. how how close to right can can this answer actually get? I, Peter? I think the I think the one thing that the NFL probably would think of, especially because. And I might be wrong by ten or twenty dollars here, but ESPN pays uh, two point five billion dollars a year for these games, and their game of the year didn't happen. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm sure that you don't have Disney haranguing Roger Goodell. But if somebody at the NFL has asked Disney what they would want, they would say, "I'm sure." we would like to see this game continue. Absolutely. It is huge, huge business. There is no smooth transition from a very serious conversation. But, hey, since we're talking seating here, Peter, we cannot help but notice that the 49ers have to beat David Blau and the, <laughs> and the Eagles need to lose in New York, likely without Jalen Hurts. No, it's in Philly. Excuse me. It's, it's, the, the game is in Philly, right? But they're playing the Giants, and Jalen Hurts probably, you know, isn't playing this weekend either. I well, don't know about that. Okay. I would. I would. I'd say. I'd say. I would say it's probably fifty-fifty. I, I coin toss. I, I'm not saying. I'm coin not flip. saying. I'll, I'm, I'm not saying I'll be surprised if he doesn't play. But I definitely don't think the decision has been made to keep him out of the game. I guess my question was going to eventually be there. What if the 49ers ended up the one seed? Wouldn't that be just I mean, extraordinary? I mean, especially you look at them in week seven this year where you're thinking, oh, my God. You know, I, I, it, you know, I remember getting an email to my column when the 49ers were down in the dumps. And I remember getting an email and it, and it asked me the question. Seriously. If the 49ers end up 9-8 and eight or whatever it is, is Kyle Shanahan in trouble? And I don't know. I get 175, 250 emails a week. And I don't remember why I didn't answer it. I just, I, I you know, what I all. And I don't just mean Kyle Shanahan coaching up the last pick in the draft. I, I, I really don't. There's the other part of this is what that defensive staff has done, led by uh, a great defensive coordinator who's definitely going to get interviewed and who knows what happens. Uh, beauty is in the eye of the owner-beholders, um, you know, the first couple weeks of January every year, or, or a little bit later than that because the season now is, uh, you know, lasts longer. But but I think I think the other aspect of this in terms of coaching is to develop players all over that defense you know and to have the kind of depth you know if you you even look at an Aziz Al-Shair and I mean I'm telling you every game he might only play 19 24 25 plays every game he does something to help the 49ers win every game and that isn't just the talent of him. That is being put in the right position to make plays. And so 
you know i i've got to i've got to give uh i've got to give credit um to the entire coaching staff there because i think they've had an awful lot to do with it and you got to give credit to Kyle Shanahan and and to, and to Brock Purdy for never saying die in Vegas the other day because look that that is one of the two or three most amazing games of this football season even though oh, the Raiders aren't going anywhere how can you say that blah 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 I mean Jared Stidham had never played a game in the NFL never started a game in the NFL in his life and he far and away played the best game that any quarterback has played against the best defense in football. I mean, you know, he was drafted to eventually uh, compete for the job after Tom Brady and uh, in New England, and, he, he, you know, Brady did nothing against the Niners, and Jared Stidham did everything. Two quarterbacks anyway. have put three touchdowns on the Niners in the air this year. Jared Stidham and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's... Fantastic. Yeah. Um, of the three potential teams that the 49ers could face in the first round, whether they're a one or a two seed, yeah, is there one that in your mind looks livelier than the other two? Well, the team, if I were them, that I would, I, I shouldn't say I would like to play, because look, it's an odd situation. I mean, let's just say for the sake of argument that and and I'm I'm just going I think the most likely outcome is that they're the two seed. All right? So, if they're the two seed, then they're going to be playing uh they're going to be playing the seven seed, which is likely to be Green Bay. San Francisco has played Green Bay pretty well. The thing is though, Green Bay's defense the last month of the season has been a top five NFL defense. So I think the Niners would really have to look at this game like we got to put the clamps down on Aaron Rodgers and these two rookie receivers because they've been playing well enough to win games. So, I mean, there's that, and then let's just say they survive that. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, you know, the probably it would probably be you know, the Vikings or the Giants. I think the Giants are one of the sneaky, most interesting teams in football just because their front seven is really, really deep and hard to play. So I, I think I, for everyone who says, oh, geez, we'd rather face the Giants. Well, of course you would. And, I, and all things considered, I think you probably would too. But I think the Giants... And I'm not saying this is 19, January 91 revisited where uh, Matt Barr kicks five field goals and they beat the Niners 15-13 to 13 in po- knocking out possibly the best 49ers team ever, um, you know, out of, the, out of the playoffs that year so that, you know, in the championship game. But I don't know. I think the Giants are kind of a sneaky, interesting team. Peter, in about 35 minutes, Nick Bosa is going to be kind enough to join us here. Uh, I think he's going to be named Defensive Player of the Year. Do you? Yeah, I do. I talked to him the other day, and, and I asked him about it, and he said, hey, you know, for somebody who's either been playing football, watching it, doing whatever, loving it since he was three years old, of course it's a big deal. 
You know, I, I'm a I'm a big football fan. I've seen all these guys who've won it, and yeah, I do. I think I think a bunch of guys have had really good years on defense. There's a lot of guys with a lot of sacks. Um, you, you know, and look, I, I happen to think that he is most deserving because you know I I will I will point to the play he made that won the game in overtime for this team for this team the other day the play that won the game in overtime showed up on no stat sheets other than PFF and next gen stats because that is the definition of a quarterback pressure you know and that right there is what won them the game and it, and and he had seven of them uh, I, I wrote about it in my column this week and I had seven of, he had seven of them and that one it wasn't a sack and he's got a lot of sacks obviously but that play wasn't a sack and yet it won a really important game that kept them in play for the number one seed in the nfc i think not only does he deserve to be defensive player of the year he'll get my vote and i think he will be defensive player of the year sounds pretty good i'm sure to nick bosa it sounds pretty good to 49ers fans who have with their own two eyes, just watched a, a remarkable season produced by Bosa and obviously the entire defense around him. Peter, thank you very much. Uh, an awful lot to get into this week. You are the perfect person to talk about all the moving parts of the NFL with, as always. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.